Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Knight. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, October 4th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Herschel Walker, the former football star and Georgia Senate hopeful, supports abortion bans without any exceptions. The Republican often calls abortion murder on the campaign trail. But the Daily Beast reports that in 2009, Walker urged a woman he got pregnant to get an abortion and that he paid for the procedure. The anonymous woman has receipts and a check signed by Walker. Walker denied the story and threatened to sue. But his son Christian, a conservative TikTok influencer, took to Twitter to say that his father is lying. Christian said Walker is not a family man and that he, quote, destroys lives. Elon Musk has a plan to end Russia's war in Ukraine. Seriously, it's super simple, only four points. And sure, it echoes Kremlin talking points, but it also fits in a single Twitter poll. Here's a sample. Do you agree that Ukraine should say goodbye to Crimea forever? Or how about redo elections for regions recently annexed by Russia? All great and valid questions. Ukrainian President Zelensky tweeted back his own poll saying, which Musk do you like more, one who supports Ukraine or one who supports Russia? And one Ukrainian diplomat took a less diplomatic path, telling Musk to just F off. The National Archives yesterday released email correspondence with Trump's legal team. It's been roughly two months since the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago, and the former president's lawyers have yet to explain why he took more than 11,000 government documents. The emails show that the archives specifically asked Trump to account for correspondence with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un back in May 2021. The archives told Congress last week it still believes Trump is withholding documents. The New York Times says that Trump asked one lawyer last year to tell the archives that everything had been returned. They report that the lawyer refused because he couldn't confirm that Trump was telling the truth. In the Philippines, over 400 people won the jackpot from a single lottery drawing, and some are wondering if it was rigged. The prize was about $4 million, and the winning numbers were strangely all multiples of nine. Officials at the lottery insist it can't be rigged, and experts say that even though it's rare that a pattern like that would be drawn, it's not statistically impossible. Still, the Philippine Senate minority has called it suspicious and launched an inquiry. Thousands of people packed a stadium in Catalonia, Spain, not to see a football game, but rather to watch people climb on top of each other to create the world's tallest human tower. It's actually a centuries-old tradition in Catalonia, where over 40 teams compete to build what are called castells. It's not easy to do. Several people were treated for injuries and taken to the hospital. But the winning team took home over $15,000 when they climbed to 43 feet. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look in the description section on your podcast app, and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. 
scams and fraud on the biggest and most popular payment app, Zelle, have exploded in the past two years. But the seven big banks that own the service have refused to refund swindled customers for most of their losses, even when they're required to by law. That's according to a report released yesterday by Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. In hearings last month, she grilled bank CEOs about their lack of transparency. You didn't provide any of the information that we requested in our letter, none of it. So what I want to know is, is that because you don't keep track when your customers report fraudulent Zelle transactions, or is it because you do keep track and you know exactly how many fraudulent transactions have been reported and you want to keep that report a secret? Relief workers in Florida are still trying to reach communities ravaged by Hurricane Ian. Governor DeSantis said in a press conference yesterday that construction crews are building temporary bridges to reach disconnected barrier islands. They're going to be able to get that done relatively quickly. Uh, This is not necessarily going to be a bridge you want to go 45 miles an hour over maybe, but at least you have connectivity to the mainland. More than half a million people across the state are without power, and neighborhoods in central Florida are still dealing with flooding. Back in the 90s, Congress allowed married couples to consolidate their student loans to get a lower interest rate. The program ended in 2006, but for couples who enrolled and then got a divorce, there was no way to separate the loans, meaning 14,000 people are still stuck with their ex's debt. But that could all change this week when President Biden signs the Joint Consolidation Loan Separation Act. They really know how to come up with catchy names in Congress. It would finally close the strange loophole. The bill has already passed with bipartisan support in the Senate and the House. The Biden administration is getting tougher on China's technological ambitions. The Washington Post reports that new rules would limit China's access to certain advanced computer chips for use in supercomputers or AI. If any American tech is used to make the chips, companies anywhere in the world will need a license from the U.S. to sell to China. And more organizations in the country could be added to the government blacklist. The idea is to limit Beijing's capabilities of military and economic growth. In 2016, a man in Ohio was arrested and tried over a parody Facebook page mocking his local police department. A jury eventually acquitted him, but he's now taking the case all the way to the Supreme Court, saying Ohio officials violated his civil rights. The case has drawn the support of the single most powerful and influential organization in human history, The Onion. Well, that's what the satirical newspaper called itself in a very real friend of the court brief, asking the justices to take this case and protect the right to parity. The paper, which by its own account boasts a daily readership of 4.3 trillion, says this case sounds so absurd, not even the Onion staff could make it up. It's time to play Who Wrote What again, and Dave is still on parental leave, so I'm joined by guest host and fellow Rebecca, Rebecca Knight. Hey, Rebecca. I'm excited to be here. A little trepidatious, but but excited nonetheless. And our producer, Frank Alito, is here to help us play. Hello, everyone. So, you know, not to brag, but last time I absolutely crushed it at this game. (laughs) And, you know, I'm hoping to continue my streak this week against the Rebeccas. That's that's your official team name, the Rebeccas. So humble, Frank. So humble. You know, I try. 
But first, let me remind listeners how we play. In Who Wrote What? I'm going to read you an excerpt from a newsworthy person's memoir or autobiography. The two of you will then have 20 seconds to work together and agree on who wrote it. You can pause the clock at any time and ask for one clue. You ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Here's the first excerpt. I used to work for the government, but now I work for the public. It took me nearly three decades to realize there was a distinction. And when I did, it got me into a bit of trouble at the office. As a result, I now spend my time trying to protect the public from the person I used to be, a spy. You both have 20 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. Who's been in the news lately that used to be a spy? I, I have no idea. A, a spy. Oh, um, the guy. The guy from... Oh, stop the clock. Pause. Pause. We need a clue. Pause. Pause the clock. <laughs> <laughs> the clue is this person is a very wanted criminal. You have five more seconds. It's the guy who just got extradited to Russia. Rebecca. Oh, uh, Julian Assange. Yes. No, no. Either Julian Assange or Edward Snowden. Yeah, Ed Snowden. Snowden. It's totally Snowden. It. Yeah, that's Edward Snowden. Yes, that's our guess. And that's what we call teamwork. It is Edward Snowden. <laughs> it makes the dream work. Um, yes. So last week, Vladimir Putin granted Edward Snowden Russian citizenship. The former NSA contractor is accused of leaking hundreds of thousands of classified docs about U.S. government surveillance programs back in 2013. For the past 10 years, he's been hiding out in Russia to avoid espionage charges here in the U.S. I said extradited to Russia when he's in Russia, but really he's he's a citizenship of Russia now. That's I said Juliana Assange. I am just mortified. Okay. Listen, this is what the clock does to our brains. <laughs> right, right. It's our, our brains turn to mush, listeners, honestly. You're like the guy, the person in the thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. let's blame the clock. We'll blame the clock. Okay. You uh, both won that first round. Are you ready for the second round? Yes. Okay, awesome. Here's your second excerpt. Christian karaoke, badass action stories, and violent faith leaders. Man, I loved church. The thing I didn't love was the lengths we had to go to in order to get to church. We lived in Eden Park, a tiny suburb way outside Johannesburg. It took us an hour to get to White Church, another 45 minutes to get to Mixed Church, and another 45 to drive out to Soweto for Black Church. You have 20 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. This one's easy. It is Trevor Noah. It is Trevor Noah. Wow, you guys didn't even take a half a second to think this one through. <laughs> well, you both crushed it. It is Trevor Noah. Yes. <laughs> so he announced last week he'll step down as host of The Daily Show after seven years. I sort of felt like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I came in for a tour of what the previous show was, and then the next thing I know, I was handed the keys. It's still unclear when Noah will officially leave and what will happen to The Daily Show next. Okay, so you both are two for two now. Yes. But I think I'm going to take it back with this next one because it's it's not an easy one. It is a bit tricky because it's kind of just a motivational quote. Not going to lie. But if you listen okay. closely, there's an obvious clue. Oh, okay? okay. All right, here we go. I look forward to embarking on this ride with you, unwilling to sacrifice what we believe in, taking our lessons and growing from them. Don't let one thing shake your core. Let out inspiration drive us, never steering from who we truly are. We are unapologetic. 20 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. He said there was an obvious clue in this like one. Shake, um, shake, your shake your core, shake your core. Shake it off. That's the only thing I can think of. Is it Shakira? Shake? Uh, Taylor Swift? Shake it off. 10 seconds on the clock. Uh, has Taylor Swift been in the, in the news lately? 
Shakira has been in the news. She owes a bunch of tax money, allegedly. Stop the clock, stop the clock. Your one clue is this person is one of the richest in the world. Uh, is it uh, Kim Kardashian? Is it Sarah Blakely, the, the, the Spanx lady? I'm in between Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian. Go, let's go with Kim, I guess. Okay, let's, let's say Kim Kardashian. <gasps> you are wrong. It is Rihanna. Oh, right. The obvious clue there is the word unapologetic, which is the name of her 2012 studio oh, album. Of course. Yes. Riri, we're sorry. I'm sorry, Rihanna. <laughs> it was announced that Rihanna will play the Super Bowl halftime show. It'll be her first performance in years. She previously turned down the gig in 2019 out of solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. It'll also be the first halftime show sponsored by Apple Music after years of Pepsi's partnership. It's going to be so good. I'm excited. Me too. Okay, so to recap, it was two to one. I'm still holding my head high because I got you guys with that last one at the very least. Well done, Frank. It was a pleasure playing with you, Frank and Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you both. But you know, the best way to end Who Wrote What is always with a song. Can you guess what I'm going to play? Umbrella. Rihanna's Umbrella. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight, in for Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. <laughs>